You are listening to the Golden Voice Podcast, and I'm your host, Jarvis Smith. And we continue another week of the podcast with another new exciting special guest. But I want to say thank you for everyone who listened to our last episode with Edie. I mean it. Y'all really showed up for the episode, and it means a lot to us here at the GVP. A big shout out to all the Edie fans across the globe, and of course, Edie herself for coming to the pod. And if you're new to the Golden Voice podcast, please be sure to check out the podcast on your favorite podcast platform and check out our past interviews with such artists as Brick, Cole Kushner, Bianca Ray, and many more. All right, I'm going to catch up with you in the outro because I want to jump into this week's interview right now. Because today we're speaking to a guest who just released her third and latest EP, Daydreaming, with such breakout tracks as Die With My Friends, Save Your Breath, and my personal favorite, Call Me When You Get Home, which is available now on all major streaming platforms. And if that wasn't enough, today's guest has credits collaborating and touring with such artists as Joshua Bassett, Wild Rivers, The Brook and the Bluff, and one of our personal favorites at GV, JoJo. If you don't know who I'm talking about, it's the amazing vocal stylings of the Nashville born and bred pop soul powerhouse, Lindsay Lomas. And at the time of this recording, I caught up with Lindsay to speak about producing her latest EP, the meaning behind songs like Die With My Friends, being on tour, her past collaborations with JoJo, and so much more. So let's go ahead and get this conversation started. Lindsay, how are you doing? Oh my gosh, so good after that. That was a great confidence boost. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm fucking with the music, man, for real, for real. Like, we're going to get into the new EP and everything like that, but man, I'm, I'm just enjoying what I'm hearing, so it's always excited. I'm always excited, and it's always exciting to hear from artists that just released a new project, because I love to know that behind the scenes of just what it was like for you crafting the songs and coming up with everything. But before we get there, I always like to take a step back just a little bit, and I want to know, you know, what artist or maybe album inspired you to start creating? creating music? Ooh, well, I obviously have been in love with music since I was a baby. And I think some some artists that really shaped the style that I kind of fell into were, um, you know, Amy Winehouse, Adele. A big one for me is Tori Kelly and Alan Stone. I feel like Tori Kelly's like unbreakable smile was like when I really just fell in love with riffs and I was obsessed with her guitar playing and the message that she was sharing. And she was just such a good role model for me, for someone to look up to. And, um, and yeah, I, I just, I fell in love with music and singing and then started playing guitar around 10 or 11 and songwriting. And that's when it became really serious for me. And I haven't stopped since and I don't plan on it ever. <laughs> yeah. Why not? No, I mean, you just mentioned Alan Stone. I love Alan Stone too. And I love oh, all those yeah. artists that you just mentioned, but definitely big shout out to Alan Stone. I literally, just before this interview started, I came across the TikTok video of you and Alan Stone singing, uh, doo-wop, that thing, the cover with no Lauren Hill. That shit was fire. <laughs> I was like, dang, that is so awesome. I mean, again, just that vocal range of yours is so amazing. So I can see with those influences, like, like especially Amy Winehouse, oh my goodness, just can go on for days about how amazing she is and how important she was to music and everything that she's done within her career. So definitely I can sense that all within your music, but also within your vocals as well. And now just thinking about that that journey, you know, when it comes to you creating music. And again, you're on your third EP, like I was saying. So when you think about this project, you know, Daydreaming, what inspired the theme of this project? Yeah, well, I feel like obviously, like you said, it is my third EP and I have been putting out music for, to me, what feels like a really long time. My first EP I released when I was 14 or 15. And I think there's a lot of growth <laughs> in those life stages. And I feel like daydreaming, this is the first time where I really feel, I feel like just 
so connected to this music and not only the writing of it, obviously, which is one of the most important steps of the process to me, but I really fell in love with the production process as well. And um, getting to just play the instruments on the tracks and getting to just experiment and have fun. And I really feel like daydreaming, you know, it was kind of like a year of working on these songs. And I feel like I've just completely figured out my process and what works best for me. And um, I think I needed all that time and the years prior to that to figure out what I don't like and what I do like. And I feel like these songs are kind of just a representation of like that, that growth in my life. And even just not, not only in the growth in, in music, but the growth in my big life changes. You know, I wrote these songs when I graduated high school, I left for LA the day after I graduated and wrote these songs. And I feel like that's just such a huge life change. And so I kind of captured that that moment. Amazing, amazing. And also too, I've learned that, you know, you've been collaborating with your longtime songwriting partner and producer, Cole, correct? On this Yes. Part? Yeah. So I just, I'm just so curious, you know, like what, what has that relationship been like collaborating with Cole and just everything that y'all been doing together? And just like, I would imagine, you know, she knows that journey just as long as you have, you know, what is it like oh, collaborating yeah. with someone like that? It just really gets you when you're creating these intimate songs. Oh my gosh. Well, Cole, I, I met her over Zoom actually during the pandemic, which I, I didn't love that part of the pandemic having to work online. Um, and Cole was like the best relationship that I got out of that period of time. And I, um, I refer to her as my songwriting soulmate <laughs> just because she, I've never met someone who gets it. And I feel like we just complement each other so well. And she's the first person that I've written with where I feel like she pulls something out of me that I didn't really know existed or was too scared to pull out myself, if that makes sense. And, um, I just, there's nothing like writing a song with her. I feel like we, I obviously am so close to her now where I can tell her everything about my personal life and we can get super deep in these sessions and it is like you're just hanging out with a girlfriend and talking and then we'll write like just a ton of songs about what I'm going through and they're some of the most personal and also my most favorite songs that I've written because how strong that relationship is and so I'm so grateful for her. She she definitely has pulled me out of my comfort zone in the best way possible. Yeah, yeah. No, I feel you on that one, especially, you know, speaking of just songwriting too, you know, when you were writing and coming up with Die With My Friends, like what inspired the lyrics of that song? Because of course the title catches your attention. Then you hear the song and it's like, wow, this is so much more than what I thought it was. It's very catchy. It is vibrant. So for you creating that, what was going through your head? Yeah, well, that one, the title does sound a bit morbid, but yeah. <laughs> it's actually a really sweet song. Yeah. That Actually, when I think back to that writing process, that was also in LA um, with some of my writing friends and it truly was that was like the one session where I think back and I'm like that was a therapy session <laughs> I feel like the first three hours I was just talking um to everybody and just like just dumping on them like everything that I was thinking and going through and the song for me is about my friends who were about to leave for college and I decided not to go to school and even if I did it's obviously a huge change but um but it's just everybody's leaving and we're all like starting our what you would call adult lives, I guess. And this this massive change. And so it's kind of about just the nostalgia of, you know, wanting to hold on to those um, lifelong friendships. And I kind of wrote it about this naive idea that we could all just grow old together and stay just as close as we were back when we were kids and just like be together till the very end. So I wrote I wrote that one about just that that change of phases and friendships and how to 
kind of hold on to them in a way that feels really natural and not forced. Yeah, man, I, lo- I love that, man. No, and that's such an important time too. A lot of people don't even think about like just that time, that transition phase of after high school is done, people go to college, some people go in a different direction. So it's like, you know, like what that 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 separation of those lifelong friends that you probably known since elementary school, junior high school, whatever. And then that relationship is maturing and it may not mature the same way that it once was. Even if y'all still do talk to each other, whatever, it just grows. So to kind of have a song that represents that, that's very fitting, especially unfortunately during the time of the pandemic and so much was happening with so many people with their social interactions with friends, lifelong friends, and not getting that traditional graduation that some seniors didn't get and stuff like that. So you just think about that in this song, it's like, dang, very, very fitting. And, 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 you know, and just sticking to your lyrics still too, I got to go to call me when you get home. You had a really good line that I got to ask you and I got to quote you too. It's don't make me make up stories about what's happening tonight. You know that I've been watching too much true crime. I got to ask you for that lyric. You know, do you dabble in true crime podcast, TV shows? Like, like what's up? I, that was a good line. So I was like, man, I got to wonder, what, what type of true crime is she into? If, if she oh, is. yeah. I, I watch way too much of that stuff. Yes, <laughs> I, feel yes. like, I feel like, I mean, I know it's a joke that a lot of, like, girls my age especially, like, watch that stuff just for fun. And it's, like, the most haunting, horrible thing to watch. But I do. I listen to a lot of those podcasts and I watch a lot of like crime shows and documentaries and everything. And I feel like you do. Obviously, there's such a loss of innocence with that. And I think you do kind of realize how dark the world can be. Obviously, when you're watching, you know, five episodes of one thing in a row, it it makes it seem a lot worse. But but you do kind of when you worry about your friends, your mind goes to the absolute darkest spot. <laughs> and I've definitely felt that before when a friend like forgot to text me back when she got home. And I was like, oh, my God, she's been this, that and that. And um, in reality, she just like fell asleep and like forgot to text me. <laughs> and I think I think there's that's such a real fear. And I've actually what I've loved most about that song is hearing how it affects people in different ways. Obviously, friendship was what I wrote it after. But I've heard a lot of people talk about like a lot of parents talk about how they feel that with their children and you know worrying about where they are and if they're safe and you know if they come home an hour later than they expected them to they're freaking out and I think there's there's everybody no matter who you are you can relate to that song in one way or another it's just kind of about how dark the world really can be and that we we worry about that yes yes no i i like that so much because that was something that my parents said to me i'm a kid of the 90s i'm 33 years (laughs) old so i grew up in the 90s and that was a big thing was was calling yeah. making sure your people they were aware of what you were doing at all times you go to your friend's house call me when you get there that's something my mom would tell me <laughs> right. when you get to the mall this is when you have to use the pay phones call me when you get to the mall and, you, and you're <laughs> doing your thing so no when i heard that I had a little flashback myself man i'm not a parent yeah. yet but uh you know definitely call me when you get home i'm definitely gonna be uh putting that in all the messages that i send to the to the future kids for real <laughs> totally <laughs> no 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 for real and you know it's just still sticking to your music when you think Think about your EPs now and, and, you know, your past EPs to what you're what you're doing right now in Daydreaming. What is that maybe one thing that you felt like you always wanted to change and maybe you you weren't able to get there just yet in the earlier stages of your career because you're still evolving as artists. But now, like as you stepped into your sound and your music, as you said yourself, what is that thing that you feel like you evolved on on this project that you didn't get to do in the past projects? Totally. Well, I think the biggest thing for me, honestly, was being able to vocalize my opinions on things and what what I wanted to hear and what I didn't want to hear. I think I, I've gained a lot of confidence since I first started working and collaborating with other writers and producers. And at this 
stage, I'm really comfortable in sharing my opinion on things, which everyone should be. But when you're, you know, young and you're writing with all these adults, you kind of just nod your head to a lot of things. And um, and I really feel like for this project, it feels completely me. Even throughout all the co- collaborations that I did within it, it feels like those people elevated what I still wanted to do. And so it feels like the most me <laughs> of an EP. And I also think a big a big reason for that too is I feel like I had never really been allowed the chance to play my own instruments on my songs before. And um, in this EP, I just got to play like a lot of a lot of the instruments on, on every single song. And so it felt really good to play a big part in that in that as well, because that's such, especially the guitar, that's such a big part of my artistry that I felt like, I felt like I was almost a fraud for like not playing the guitar parts in my other songs. And so it feels really good to have that element in there this time. And I feel like I've learned a big lesson in being able to say that I want that in the future. Hell yeah. No, that's amazing to hear. And, and, I, and I like to, to learn about that growth. And just one last thing, thinking about the, just your past projects here, you had a chance to collaborate with JoJo on the song Slow Motion. I just so curious. We, we, love, we, get, we love JoJo over here, Going to Voice and, and everything like that. So, so what was that collaboration like at that time and just getting a chance to meet with her, work with her and just craft that amazing song with her as well? Oh my gosh. Well, I obviously freaked out when <laughs> when she said yes. Um, but the song I actually wrote um, with my producer, Ryan Daly, and we wrote it not really intending to have someone collaborate on it. And JoJo and I happened to be on the same label and um, Aaron Baishak actually mentioned, like, why don't we just have JoJo on it? And I was like, why don't we? <laughs> and um, he made it happen. He reached out and sent her the song and like a few days later, I think he, they sent me her vocals and I literally freaked out and I for sure teared up. I like ran downstairs. It was the middle of the night and I like woke my dad up off the couch and I was like, listen. And um, it was just such it was such a cool moment. And I, the first time I met her was at the music video shoot for it. And I've just was in complete awe of not only her talent, she would just be like singing for fun every once in a while. And I just hear like the most mind blowing riff and just be like, oh my God, you're not even trying. Not even that, but it was like her kindness to me and her, just her willingness to even say yes to something. You know, I'm a brand new artist and it was my second EP ever. And the fact that she even like said yes to doing that just really motivated me. And um, obviously later on that led to me opening for her on tour. And that was such a good experience. I I feel like I've learned so much from her as like a female artist and just seeing, you know, all the work that she puts in, but also the the time she takes to take care of herself as well and her health and her mental health. And I think that's super expi- inspiring to see that you can do both. And obviously she has a, a lot of years of learning that led to that, but it's it's really cool for me to see someone like that be able to balance all those different worlds. Amazing. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, like just that collaboration was so amazing. You went on tour with her. You even stopped at one of our Golden Voice venues, the Novo in downtown LA, had that super dope show. People were going crazy for it. So that's just so awesome to see the maturity and the growth of that relationship. And I hope that y'all collaborate again down the line. And speaking about collaborating and going on tour and shows, you are actually on tour right now with Joshua Bassett. So so I'm just want to know just, you know, because there was so much for you to get to that tour right now there were some setbacks and then and, and you're not sure about things and shows have to be rescheduled etc so you know during those rehearsal processes and stuff like that has has everything come to has everything came to fruition the way you envision it as you are now doing these shows is it everything you imagined it would be oh my god yeah i feel like i feel like when i obviously first heard about getting to open for him i 
obviously freaked out that I was getting to open for him and then also freaked out that it was just the exact audience that I wanted to be in front of. I feel like it's the perfect crowd for me. And so I obviously had been thinking that and anticipating that. And then for for me to actually get on stage and have that build a relationship with the audience like that, it just felt truly like everything I've been waiting for. And I feel like, especially as an opener, I'm very used to people like chatting over my set or whatever and being super friendly, but they're obviously there to have fun and to see the main act. And I feel like for these shows, it felt like they really took me in and appreciated every part of my set and remembered the songs. And obviously now that I actually have the music that I'm playing out, people can listen to it afterwards. And so it just feels, it feels so like everything I've been <laughs> waiting for. I know that sounds dramatic, but it truly does feel like the the perfect situation for me to be in. And I'm so grateful for Josh and his entire team for allowing me to be a part of it. I'm like... Genuinely, it's so fun even just watching his show and seeing how much people freak out about him and everything. And it's super inspiring. It's it's just like the nicest people ever. They've really taken me in and I'm so appreciative for it. Hell yeah. I'm looking at one of your photos right now on your IG page. My goodness, the New York show at the Bowery <laughs> Ballroom. I mean, they were up there just like just cheesing yes. with you. It's amazing. I love it. I can feel the energy oh off the God. photo. So hell yeah, I'm, I'm loving it. I'm loving seeing you doing your thing out there. So, you know, definitely I got to get a chance to check you out live because it's just a great to kind of see the evolution and growth of an artist, especially when you finally bring it to that stage and you're able to connect with people who may not necessarily come out there to see you initially right and then then you win them over that's always a good feeling like man and they become fans they start checking you out from that moment they're like i remember when i saw Lindsay at this set so i it's it's always such a great feeling so it's awesome to hear that from your perspective about this tour and i'm just continuing to wish you great success on that as well um thank you and the last question i have for you is you know you know what do you want fans and just listeners to take away from your growth as an artist Lindsay? Ooh, well i feel like i Obviously, there are times in my life where I think every artist feels like insecure about the music maybe they've put out in the past or are like insecure about showing people what they're up to. And I think for me, like having the music that I wrote out since I was a kid, like you really can see the development, like the development of who I've become. And I think that's such an important and transparent thing. And I think it's important for people to know that, like, you don't just come off the bat as, like, this superstar or whatever. Like, you you work your way there and you learn a lot on the way to that point. And I think I think for me, I, look up to, I looked up to so many adult artists growing up. Like, I looked up to, you know, Adele, Amy Winehouse, like, all these people who are older than me, obviously. And so I saw that phase of life that they were in now as this huge thing. And I'm like, oh, that's just what happens but (laughs) they worked their ass off to get there and had been doing it for many years before that so I feel like it just takes it takes time and your time will come and I feel like I'm so grateful for all my past and prior experiences that have led me here and what I'm doing right now and I think it's so important to have that perspective because sometimes you can forget all that you have gotten to do and all those opportunities and it's so important to be able to like be grateful for those so yeah, I would I feel like I'd give that advice is just like don't don't look at someone else's path um out of any sort of jealousy just take it as inspiration. Absolutely. I love it so much. Lindsay, I, I know you're a busy woman and I just thank you so much for coming to the Golden Voice Podcast. Hearing your journey, it, it means so much. It, and it's always, I get so excited when I see artists just on the rise like yourself. You've been grinding and you just keep building. You can see that growth. So I highly recommend everyone, please go check out the current project, Daydreaming, her past projects as well. And just, man, you, you're just, you're continuing to grow. So the fact that you came here and gave us a little bit of your time, it means so much to the Golden Voice team and the Golden Voice Podcast. 
podcast. So Lindsay, I can't thank you enough. Thank you. Thank you so much, Jarvis. I'm so happy to do this. Thank you for having me. Yes, indeed. What an awesome interview speaking to Lindsay. Man, I, I got to say, one of the things that I like, you know, about speaking with her and learning about her was just about how her influences really have shaped her sound and her style. Definitely, she's an artist of her own, but you can just feel and tell as she named off her influences like Alan Stone and Amy Winehouse and so many others, how they impacted her style and her own just, you know, creation of, of music and just her approach to music. So it's really dope to just hear that and learn that about her. So again, Lindsay Lomas has been doing so much and it's just amazing that she's already done so much on, on her third EP with the collaborations and everything like that. So man, it's just major to see how far she's come and, and where she's going to be at next as she continues to build on her career. Absolutely. And you can go ahead and check out her latest EP, Daydreaming, which is available right now on Spotify, Apple Music, and all major streaming services. So go ahead and check it out. Again, my personal favorite track is, you know, Call Me When You Get Home, but I love Die With My Friends too. And just, just again, I like her songwriting ability. I like her singing, that, that vocal range that she has, that falsetto. I love it so much so man it's really dope so definitely go check it out then she has like past eps as well that are super dope so when you go check out lindsey lomas's music definitely spend some time and just really just fall in love with that magic of discovering music if it's your first time checking out Lindsay Lomas because trust me you will not be disappointed and of course the music isn't enough and you need even more of Lindsay Lomas then you need to go ahead and check her out on social media because she is on all your favorite and major social media platforms I'm talking about Instagram Twitter Facebook and TikTok and it's simple her user handle her tag is Lindsay Lomas simple Lindsay Lomas on all your favorite social media platforms okay instagram twitter facebook tiktok lindsey lomas is all you need to do and you'll find her accounts all right and then speaking of that social media i love her tiktok account so much she is posting up some awesome covers on there so just i mean go ahead catch a vibe just just it's just some cool stuff but definitely that tiktok page is really fire and promising to see so again lindsey thank you so much for coming to the golden voice podcast a big shout out to your team over there as well and uh we wish you the best and everything that you're doing and we can't wait to you know see you down the line again and as i said i was going to catch up with you in the outro and now here we are and i gotta say again thank you all so much for checking out the golden voice podcast we are now on our third episode three weeks in it feels so good to just keep doing this thing but we can only keep doing this thing with your support and just you giving us a little bit of your time to listen to these episodes so every time that you do that it means a lot to us and of course whatever podcast platform that you are on listening to this podcast go ahead and follow it and leave a five-star review and if they have a comment system go ahead and just leave a comment explaining what you like about this interview what you like about the podcast what you hope to see down the line etc because it means a lot to us and it helps us from a visibility standpoint keep growing and keep evolving so go ahead and just shout us out and you know give us that love on that on that front as well because it means a lot to the gvp team and the podcast as a whole and of course, for Golden Voice, you want to tap in with us because we got so many shows still popping off for the month of November. So many shows being announced for December. So many shows now being announced in 2023, January. We're not even there yet, but we're already doing a damn thing announcing these shows because this is who we are. We are the concert promoter putting on these shows for you to experience live. So if you want to know about them, you need to go ahead and check us out at goldenvoice.com. That's goldenvoice.com to get in the information on all of our latest shows that are happening. You can also tap with us on social media that's facebook instagram tiktok twitter at golden voice simply at golden voice on facebook instagram tiktok and twitter okay 
So again, goldenvoice.com for the website and Golden Voice for all your favorite social media platforms. All right. And it goes without saying a major shout out to our podcast team. That is our executive producer, Ria. That's our marketing coming from Carrie, Christina and Lindsay. That's the artwork and creative coming from Saish. That's right. Saish is killing on the artwork and creative. And of course, press from Shay and Taji, always holding it down. And speaking of press, if you have any press inquiries about this podcast, or you have any press inquiries in general for Golden Voice, go ahead and hit us up at press at goldenvoice.com. Once again, that's press at goldenvoice.com. Dot com. You know, we, we got another interview coming for you next week because we will be speaking to the amazing up and coming and emerging DJ Julian B. This is going to be so dope as she's coming to the podcast for her very first ever podcast interview right here on the Golden Voice podcast. I can't wait for that conversation with Julian. But until then, if you don't know by now, I am your host, Jarvis Smith. This is the Golden Voice podcast and I'm out.